the next part of this, and I, th- I, I really think almost no one in this country understands that the courts have upheld the assertion from the executive that people basically don't have Fourth Amendment rights in airport interrogation. What do I mean by that? Now, you're lawyers. You may, you may take issue with some of what I'm saying, but they have a right to search all of your belongings. They've asserted the right to read any emails that they can access on your computer, to read your text messages, to download your uh, uh, the contacts on your phone. When we obtained at The Intercept in 2014 the government's 166-page rule book for watchlisting guidance, I, I just want to read you uh, part of this because I, I don't think people understand this is even before Trump and executive orders. This was under President Obama, and this is when they encounter you at a border. In addition to data like fingerprints, travel itineraries, identification documents, and gun licenses, the rules encourage screeners, meaning the people who are interacting with people crossing our borders or coming to our airports, to acquire health insurance information, drug prescriptions, any cards with an electronic strip on it, hotel cards, grocery cards, gift cards, frequent flyer cards, cell phones, email addresses, binoculars, peroxide, bank account numbers, pay stubs, academic transcripts, parking and speeding tickets, and on and on and on. All of this stuff, and this is directly quoting from the government's watchlisting guidance, existed under Obama, and the courts have actually said when this has been challenged, no, actually, they do have a right to do all of that, and they can hold you for an undetermined amount of time. It just says a reasonable amount of time. So if that was the the standard that already was on the books, and now we have these executive orders combined with open, overt, Islamophobic, bigoted rhetoric... Where does that put us? Because no one seemed to be up in arms about this except a handful of civil liberties organizations, uh, uh, some journalists, and lawyers trying to fight this. And and it's great that the ACLU is getting $19 million in donations right now. But I was like, where were people when this stuff was going on for the, you know, since 9-11? So I think people were very much there. And I think there are two things to recognize, right? One is that generally in immigration law and at the border, the executive branch, the president, DHS, Customs and Border Patrol, do have a fair amount of discretion. And that has historically been the case. That doesn't mean that their discretion is unlimited, but you do give them some flexibility because you're trying to keep the nation's borders secure. At the same time- You don't get a lawyer there, though. No, you don't get the lawyer there. But, But let me finish, because I think it's important to keep in mind that discretion- Uh, can be abused or it can be used in ways that are useful, are reasonable, right? And so when you have policies that come into it, which do harm some people, and they definitely went overboard in some instances, there's no question about that. But if, in fact, Customs and Border Patrol actually asked every traveler coming into the United States for all of that information, you would not have international travel coming in through our airport. So there, there has to be some understanding of when these kinds of information is requested, right? Now, you're right. Most of the time, information was requested from people traveling from Muslim countries and was re- requested from people traveling from other third world countries. But there was always some kind of cap on that. Now you're in a situation where you have an administration that has an overtly hostile attitude towards a particular faith and towards particular countries. So that's got to filter down to CPB and make what was already a pretty tough policy even worse for people coming into the country. You know, my my assessment is, you know, Center for Constitutional Rights has been around for 50 years. And for the last 15, uh, we've been very deeply in the post 9-11 scenario. And we've been saying for a very long time um, under George Bush, under Barack Obama, and it's the same thing under under um, Donald Trump, is that it's not the person who is the president that is the ultimate problem, although we have a 
particularly problematic one these days. It's the power of the presidency and the power of the executive branch that is the problem. And so it was a much easier sell to get people to care under George Bush. It was virtually impossible to get people to focus on these issues under President Obama. And had we had more support for those issues, we might have been able to push back to limit some of these powers so that a crazy man like Donald Trump doesn't come in and deploy them and then have a range of folks who are very reasonable and rational say, but you know, this is the power of the presidency. That's the that's the ultimate problem that we have here. I couldn't agree more with that statement. (laughs) And 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 look, I mean I am I am so heartened to see the diversity and the numbers of people pouring into the streets going on their own volition to airports to both confront this injustice, but also to be there to welcome people when they come out and say, this policy doesn't speak for all of us. I mean, it's it's an incredible moment that we're in. But I also think it's a teachable moment that when we snooze or sleep during periods when someone like Obama is in power who, you know, so many people identify with, they like him, they believe in him, they, you know, for a lot of people, the conscience is sort of checked at the door when the Democrats are in power. Of course, not for you guys, but that is a lot of what we're hearing now. Obama uh, picked up from where Bush and Cheney left off. Not, he, I don't think he took things in the insane direction they would have if they had eight more years in power, but he did a lot of disturbing things with exec- executive authority. And Trump is a product of that whole system. 